I want that body. Oh, God, here we go. No, I want that body, We have baby. no idea what's happening. Stay okay, with We're me unraveling, there. folks. Yep. This nope. is what it looks We're like. We're back. We're back. Welcome We're back. back to the Brotherly Love back Podcast. Back in the podcast crew. It's exciting. I'm very happy to be here with you guys Come today. Back. We are happy. Yeah, back in the podcast groove. The pod, the pod. The pod, the pod. What, what is the with pod, the pod, the pod? He's saying that. Ha. These horrible videos. And he makes us The pod, the pod. The pod, the pod, baby. You're so weird. You're such a weirdo. We're back. We're back. It's Kiss, the band, back in the New York groove. Yes. I reestablished it. Wow. Wow. For the Brotherly Love podcast. Wow, what a plethora of diverse music knowledge you Whatever. have to pull from. Yes. <laughs> it's not like Ed and James or somebody. It's Kiss. Yeah. You know, classic. 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 Um, yeah. Um, guys. I'm back. Oh boy. Okay, well, listen, I hope you've enjoyed the <laughs> podcast. It was a quick, a very quick 50 minutes. It was. Um, guys, another, how's everything been going? Another sip of my coffee. Great. How's everything been going? Been going pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Catchphrases. We happen to have somebody in the room with us today who happened to have a catchphrase. They're oh, kind right. of a well, they were Andy, that's you. You got some weird powers. <laughs> you got some superhuman strength. You can move the furniture above. We're us. gonna have to find a new studio. <laughs> we'll be right back. No, go ahead. Anyway, the the, the raw music just yeah, comes yeah. on. Yeah. And like a black screen. Yeah, we'll be yeah. right back. The Large Brothers are haunted. White Lotus strikes the Large Brothers. We have a haunted oh set. Oh my gosh! It's like oh jeez. Anyways, you were saying. Yeah, I was saying that they're they're a what are they? They are one of those very special things in an actor's career where it's something weird. they say becomes this catchphrase that catch, catches on and everybody's going. You know, what was the what, there was the Fonzie? Well, the Fonz that was like hey, hey. yeah. We walk in and that was again. We were kids. We saw that like in reruns. Yeah, but oh, reruns. Yeah, Happy Days, iconic Fonzie had, moment. Was he that walks the first? In. Or what was the first? Catchphrase, like what started the whole catchphrase? Mm. There was a Mick thing. and, a Mick and, and uh, did you guys ever research this? Should we should we just Google I, it? I don't know, but you Google know what? It, Honestly, I'll Google it. No, while hold you on. Talk. You guys Google it. Send no, us we some need information. To know too. No, we're not. We don't do anything on this podcast. All we do is talk. Maybe I'll just ask Chat GPT. Oh, oh God, Chat GPT. Matt's, um, Matt's got a bunch of new AI friends. <laughs> I do. There's like twelve of them. Wait a minute, guys. I saw an ad. Not to get off topic. Hold on. We will come back to this for a minute because the catchphrases are very important. Oh and yeah, of this course, is huge. Near, actually. near and dear to me. But Ooh. I was looking through the yeah. IG right, and I, you know, I'm a car guy. I'm a car enthusiast. Oh, I think I'm I know what you're going to say. Did it happen to do freak. with a Lamborghini? Had to do with some weird car that says the first virtual car you can own in the metaverse. Yeah, an NFT. Yeah, that's NFT. Mm. But the car was pretty dope. It kind of looked like in kind of like a combination of like an old Dodge Viper and like a new Aston Martin. Very cool. But it was pretty dope. But then I realized it wasn't a real car. Mm -mm. It was a virtual car. So you know what? No thanks. Well, see. Anyway, but this is the connection. <clears throat> You're right. And this is what everybody's thinking. Match right up, now, yeah. Match up the cars. Like, look, this is how you drive the metaverse. I'm like, yeah. that doesn't make any. No. You don't even. Here's drive. an amazing driver. It takes a little imagination and a little yeah. dreaming at this moment. You're but think about this way. Think about this guy. Look right at, in the middle of my. What? Look at sci-fi. Right. Yeah. You look at the way it's going. Eventually, if we don't. <laughs> If we, we continue on the path that we are on, we, we will are be going... connecting our ponytails to trees and turning blue. That would Wait be, a minute. That That's would weird. be amazing. I wish we would go the way of Avatar. Somebody's got to make a movie about that. <laughs> That's brilliant. 
James Cameron, he's a genius. Well, I don't know if he could do it, but maybe we could pitch it to him. <laughs> well, um, no, but I wish it would go that way. But no, but the way we're going is more Matrix style, which is the real world becomes mm. less enticing right. than the actual Matrix They itself. did it in Demolition Man, too. What? Then the Remember Demolition Man? Yes. Remember when he puts on the... Yeah, well, by the way, Demolition Man, if you haven't seen this movie... movie. Way ahead of its time. Great movie. Amazing movie. But every, but yeah, everybody's saying the same thing, and that is we need that lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. moment where the metaverse through app, VR goggles, something right, right. that turns it for everybody into a reality where they go, oh, I get it. I can go and actually co- shop for cool mm-hmm. things, yeah. try them on, yeah. actually have a house on an island. Right. And when the technology gets good enough, as Elon Musk puts it right now, it's like, the communication it can go through the size of something uh, like a straw. Right. But imagine that information exchange the size of a river. Wow. Now, look how good video games have gotten from right, Pong right. to, or Pog, what was it? Pong? Pong, Pong was the first, dude. Pong, yeah. Pong's Pong? the drink. Yeah. Passion, orange, guava. Right. Pong. That's a, yeah, that's from Hawaii. Favorite drink from Amazing, Hawaii. amazing. Pong's we were kids, we used to do, anyway. Right, but when that information Pong, stream yeah. is as Boop. big as a river, Boop. you're not going to be able to determine the difference between I still miss reality and the metaverse. Yeah. Anyway, this is a ways off, but it's very interesting. But no, you were on to something. AI. <clears throat> yeah. This is huge. I thought we were on to a catchphrase. Well, we were but actually. I guess but, but, but we're side. Let's let let just get the AI. Sidebarring here on his. Now, on his, AI, uh, AI, now AI has had that moment. You guys want to join me for a short nap? Do so now. AI has had that moment with ChatGPT from mm-hmm. OpenAI, which is a company that Musk created. Right. It's an open source. That's why it's OpenAI. Now, the minute that Microsoft bought it, it didn't. It, it's now. It's not open sourced anymore. Right, right. And now it's 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 getting out of control. Right. And it's exactly what he said. But here's the thing that relates to us. I just came across the what? other day. <clears throat> it was like my mind just opened up, and oh my gosh, this is really wild. Not only can AI help you create TV, movies, right. score them, write them, it is already going to become the new auto tune. Like it is in music, right? For right. directors with actors, right? So now, if he knows that we're running out of time, the director, I mean, knows we're running out of time. We got lighting issues. Well, I can fix that, obviously, with things. But now, the actor didn't cry in the take right, right. the moment that I need him to right. cry. Right. Now I can do that with AI, right. and the audiences will not be able to tell the difference. So, like what AutoTune do, did for singers, and how now it's like everybody AutoTunes their voice. Right. Yeah, in fact, yeah. it's yeah. hard to put a live record out because it, it sounds, sounds weird. so detracted right. from everyone else's voices these right. days. Same thing's gonna gonna impact literally actors wow. right now, and it's it's gonna start. Sure, I couldn't cry for you in that. And take. that's just the that's no just worries. The, the we tip got of the it. iceberg. <laughs> no. My God, I'm a brilliant. brilliant. This guy's crying in every freaking. No, scene. you know what? Does he be, do it? I ran know, out of tears halfway through. The AI took over. It's Thanks. Happening. So it's I wanted happening. to say we had a What? We had a catchphrase to talk about. Well, we did. Wait a minute. Actually, I was going to tie it back in because you said lightning in a bottle. Yeah, right? there okay. you go. So catchphrases. What's that moment that takes the career? Right. Wow, guys. So catchphrases are. Well, well done. Thank you. Are lightning in bottles. Well they really done. are. And you don't know when they happen. Yeah. And Holy cow. believe it or not, they were actually slow burning viral moments before social media, right? It's true. You didn't know what happened. You're right. It was like the precursor to that kind of information right. getting right. through people, but and it, it took a lot longer. And it a trend, right? Yeah. It took a lot longer. And it was, it was a slow lag. So when it hit you or it hit the network and they said, wait a minute, yeah. everybody in the country, everybody in the world saying this line, then they start to play to it. In today's world, you would find out in a matter of seconds it's called a trend, yeah. right? And you're trending, but you're that's right. what started to happen. So you're right. You're they right. had the Fonzie's A, 
But he what had, was the first one? Well, one of the earlier ones, I what think, was Robin actually... Williams did one? In, in well, the... oh, Nanu Nanu. Nanu Nanu. Nanu Nanu from yeah. Mork and Mindy. Nanu Nanu. Yeah, yeah, yeah so Nanu. great. That was so but wait, great. There was another one, too. Believe it or not, John Travolta, who we all know and love. Yes. He's an amazing guy. From um, Welcome Back, Carter. Welcome Back, oh, Carter. Yeah. Remember that? He said, oh, my God, Mr. Carter. And then we can go back to Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, Lucy. Oh, I'm home. Yeah, so basically, I think catch, catchphrases have existed since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of television. Of television. Or, as we like to call it, time. And maybe <laughs> it even goes earlier back into live performances. Oh, it definitely goes. I bet you it does. Shakespeare? Yeah. Hey, hey you're yeah. right. Yeah. Well, Jeez. to be or not to be. I mean, welcome to the party. To be or not to yes, be. That could Lord. be one of the first. Literally, what, what, that's a catchphrase. What, 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 How we still take us use it today. Long to get you know? Here. Another catchphrase, and more like a saying, would be like. Whoa. What? How long did it take us to wow. get here? Wow, how long did it take us to get here? You know what your brother see? just said? He just said, he, well, he didn't say it right, but he said, he said, whoa, how long did it take us to get here? Now, I would have said that <clears throat> by saying, um, whoa, how long did it take us whoa. to get here? We did it! Whoa. Did it! Round of only applause. For the, only, only for the exclusive podcast audience. We don't get that. those very often. I don't say them very often. I charge... Thousands of dollars. That's corporate gigs only. Corporate gigs only. Google's not helping me, by the way. That's what I was doing. It's okay. And it's not that. Google always helps us. Always. But no, the crazy thing about Woe, that was an amazing thing. And I'll tell you something. That was in the script. And I know I've said this a few times, but it was in a script. And at the time, in 1993 or four. It was, you know, um, Keanu Reeves was all the rage, right? Oh, As he yeah, still is. Yeah, yeah. But he was coming off of Point Break and he was coming off of Speed. And he had, he would say the version of Whoa. And it was like, Whoa. Oh, yes. Whoa. Are right. you telling me there's a bomb in that bus? Pretty good, Joe. Whoa. Whoa. Right? I'm not free, Victoria. Whoa. <laughs> okay. So it doesn't matter what period he was acting in. He sounded the exact same. I love him, by the way. I love him, too. I love him. Doesn't yeah, matter. Cool. Watch a movie, he's Walk the in the coolest. Clouds. It's a period piece. <laughs> it's a period piece. I don't know if Keanu knew that, though, but it's, it's a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not free, Victoria. I'm not free. <laughs> You're like, isn't this like World War II? I don't know if, I don't know if it's Spagoli from, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know if the whole surfer vibe had sort of transcended time and spaceship, yeah. but apparently for him it did. But anyway... So, look, but that's Keanu Reeves' woe, right? Yeah. So it was iconic. And that's how they wanted me to say it is Joey Russo on Blossom. Mm. So they wanted me to try to tap into that, right? Because Joey was an idiot. He was an adult sort yeah. of character. And a lovable idiot, though. Oh, great. It was it's awesome, the best dude. part. It was so In cool. fact, that's... Just, sorry, just to <clears throat> break off for a second. The whole... If you're going to be an idiot, you got to be a lovable idiot, especially right. on a comedy. That's right. And the lovable idiot is usually the breakout character. You're absolutely right. It was on Welcome Back, Cotter. It was on Happy Days with the Fonz. It was in uh, uh, Friends with, Friends with Joey. Well, but but wait, wait let's, there's a little story behind this, There actually. is a little story behind okay, that, Okay, so, <clears throat> I mean, you know, you could say what you want, but Joe was doing the show called Blossom. Yep. And um, I'll never forget it. We were shooting on this lot, and it was called Sunset Gower. That's right. What is it called now? Sunset still there. Gower. Sunset, uh, Sunset Studios. Gower. Sunset Studios, maybe. I think they might have like changed the Gower. Yeah, the Gower, because it was yeah. on Gower and Sunset. Anyway, yeah. still on Gower. Uh, it was a really, really cool lot back in the uh, early 90s. Yeah, for 90s sitcom. the 2000s. Yeah. There was Friends there. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yep. Blossom. Blossom. Yep. Um, several other there? shows. Yeah, several other shows. Sidebar, they also did pickups <laughs> for the original, uh, I guess it might have been Batman Returns, the second Batman mm -hmm. movie there on they one did. of the sound stages. Oh. That's right. And yeah, I remember as right. a little, because I love Michael Keaton as Batman, he was like my hero, and I remember I went to visit the Joe on set, and they opened up those big stage doors, and the smoke comes 
comes billowing out, and then all of a sudden Michael Keaton comes out without mm. the cow, but with the whole suit on. And I was just the like, cow? "The cow? That's Batman. The oh. cow? Yes." And uh, yes. and uh, so he did had the head, the head, the bus helmet off yes. or whatever you want to call it. Head It's crazy cool when the doors open too. It was weird because it was like. Bum, 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 or at least it was in his mind. Bum, bum, it must have been an amazing bum, moment. Bum, in my mind, that was that still, an amazing Still moment. to this day, and I'll go ahead and say it, he really is the best Batman, in my opinion. Uh, I'm just him. saying it. He's the best bum, Batman. I can't wait to see this flash. Dude, where he comes uh, back to Batman. All right, anyway. So go ahead. So you were saying the story, the story, the story. Lovable yeah, yeah. idiots. Which so is anyway, true. we were there. Joe was on Blossom, and I was doing this um, pilot or something. It you wasn't. Were. What were you doing there? I don't know. You were doing something. Some kind of pilot. Yeah, yeah. And also, anyway, sidebar, I later ended up doing a movie with Michael Keaton. You did. That was, all right, so sorry, go ahead. Called Frost. Called Frost, yeah. Yes, yep. very cool. He became a snowman. He was yes. snowman. Not quite Batman, but <laughs> yes, close. Yeah. He, was a, he was a man. He was a, a snowman. Yeah. What about Batman? And Henry not- Rollins was my dad. Wow. I, oh, I got a great Henry Rollins, but okay. we don't have to go. So anyway, Can we get back to me yeah. for a minute, anyway, please? Anyway, sure. I was going to tell a great story we're about not, we're not. We're not trying, it's not like we're trying to take credit here or anything, but this was the formula. So the newest... And, um, you know, most successful version of that formula was Blossom and was your character as the lovable idiot on that right. show. Right. They actually compared it a lot to John Travolta's character. There was they a lot did. of talk, a lot actually, because your hair, too. You guys a, had a very similar a Doing vibe. a Welcome Back Cotter movie. Right. Quentin Tarantino was going to direct it because he was a big fan of John's. Yeah, obviously right. put him in Pulp Fiction, went to bat form, and... You know, relaunch John's career, yeah. like in John. I mean, like actors should never really go away, but you know, you go up through ups and downs. John came back, and I mean, he was just incredible. That is in that. so sick. But but, but <laughs> could you imagine what like what would Quentin's version of Welcome Back Cotter <laughs> been? I don't know, something dope. Samurai epic. swords, yeah, 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 yeah. epic. So and exploding. I'll never forget. The... I think there was some article that came out, or he was on the Tonight Show, or something, and they asked him. They said, "So you're thinking about Welcome Back Cotter?" And this is obviously before my time too, but. For all of you who don't know who that is, look up Welcome Back, Cotter. It was a big hit show in the 70s. It's sitcom. Launched John Travolta. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, um, and they asked, I think, Quentin, who he'd want to play, Vinnie Barbarino, who's the character that John Travolta played, and mm. he said me. Because wow. Dude, that's super cool. It was crazy. So anyway, but- I feel like it would have turned into like a kindergarten cop. Quentin's version of Welcome Back, Cotter. Maybe. A lot of murder. Yeah, like maybe. some crazy- like, That would have been cool, Cotter, Cotter's like actually, some insane- cool. like, Yeah, this high school is never going to be the yeah, same. They, yeah. Yeah, kill, like, um, yeah, yeah, kill Cotter. Wait, what? Oh, no. no, no, no. Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. No, kill Cotter. Mm-hmm. And then he did it later. He did Kill Bill. So- um, he, shorten, he, it, shorten it to Cod. Yeah, Kill Cod. Um, so it's like or Cape Cod. Kill. Yeah, Cape Cod Killer. Wait, what? Now we're not even in a high <laughs> right. school anymore. That's no, cool. so at any rate- um, you're absolutely right. That was the lovable, dumb jock. Yeah, if he's it's, innocent. It's, it's a great, if he's, he's innocent. innocent right, because if he's not, you, well, because it's just all right, dangerous. All right, so, so all these characters so are the lovable ball. jock. Is, you got to well, they're telling no, you to no, say. No, you, I didn't finish my story. Oh my lord! No, I didn't though. You want me? I mean, I started this whole thing. Do you want me to just you not did. finish no, it? No, finish it. Finish it. Because I didn't even finish my story. But I'll finish it after you finish okay, your story. I'll finish my story. I haven't even gotten to start a story. You have no interesting stories. You get to start your story. Yeah. Okay. So you can go back to your. Slow man movie. We're almost there, okay? and don't Can we worry. just get done talking about me first? I got we'll a great get Henry Rollins. We'll get to you by, by episode four. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, so, and then, but they were having a little bit of an issue with that. The friends, they were doing their pilot. It was their first episode, and they came to do it at that. Or it was like, maybe it wasn't the pilot, but it was like the first episode. It was one of those two. I don't know. They were early yeah. on. They were doing it, and they were working. I remember they were having a little issue with the fact that their lovable jock was not, you know, it was maybe riding on the line of being of being a little not. It wasn't hitting. It wasn't hitting. It wasn't hitting. Right. We got 30 so minutes. Yeah, they 30 came minutes. over as a cast That's right. to watch one of your run-throughs. I think it was like a Thursday run-through, yep. like the one right yep. before, the network run-through right, right. before. Right. So the lights are down. Everybody's there. 
and I happen to be working, and I came over That's right. to see you. And I'll yeah. never forget standing there and watching Jennifer Aniston, Matt LeBlanc, Matt LeBlanc, yep, and Schwimmer, David Schwimmer, and uh, um, Matthew Perry. I don't. For some reason, was I don't he, think Perry. I mean, he was no, there. Was, uh, Courtney Cox, was the Bond. Oh, uh, Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. Was Courtney there. Cox and, and I don't You're think right. they were there. They were not there. They didn't that's come right. Over. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Anyway, and uh, <clears> I'm sitting there, and I was a little kid. Didn't even realize I was there. And they're talking and talking, and you come out and you do this thing, and I'll never forget the look on um, LeBlanc's face. He was yeah. Like, it was almost like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I really do, and his character's name was Joey. I right. do believe that there, I do believe that there was a wonderful evolution from your character through to Friends. There and was. I, I, I kind of, <clears throat> I, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, there was, there's like, Joe kind of had a, a creation and all. Oh of that. yeah, I mean, and, I, I got to be honest with you. Um, and and, and by it's the way, super cool that. And also, how amazing is it for that character to also live on through Matt LeBlanc? Oh, it was awesome. Freaking friends, well, like yes, so cool. Yes, well, it was really cool so because cool. I think at the time, the president of NBC at the time when they were developing Friends, he said, "Listen, because my character was exploding off of Blossom, and I was fifteen or 16, 15. and he said we need a twenty-five-year-old Joey Russo. Right. So they created Joey Tribbiani." You know, as sort of like off of that. We need one of these characters, right? One of those characters, I don't know exactly yeah. how it came about, but it was something like that. Mm -hmm. So, but you're right. They came over because they were trying to find that that perfect tone for that character. And when you're when you're a dummy, you know, when you're dumb or you're less than super intelligent and you're also like girl crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The innocence has to prevail. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're a womanizing, like, like, like lecherous, like scum. Yeah, totally keeps you like But if you're innocent and you're in with it and you're like <clears throat> Oh, I just love it. Why, why? I just love it. Why do you, you think know? Matt LeBlanc is how you do? Right. Works exactly so well. Right. Yeah, because yeah. that could be a lecherous, oh, nasty me? man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Joey Russo was obsessed with girls. Same and thing. Boobs and butts. Yeah. He could say anything because he was so innocent. Dad, so innocent. It was like a little baby. Did you see the chest on that woman? She had the biggest boob. Joe, please. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah. you could get away with it. Right. So they, I, they, and he came back. Or get thrown in jail. Or get thrown in jail. He came back. Well, it was a different time too, but he came back, you know, um, uh, for a few episodes after that, mm, I didn't even and know that. watched me play it gotcha. because, and sort of, you know, was inspired, you know, in a little way. Okay. By, by the way, you're right though. He then took it. It's and like a, yeah, it's like, it was it. like an evolution, evolution of the character. It was so great. cool. So full circle. Yes. Back to the surfer version of yes. Whoa. So anyway, so we were in front of our live audience, and I'll never forget it. And they they were laughing during the week at the joke. Because, you know, you have these run-throughs, right, right, for the writers and producers, and they laugh at their own jokes. It's sort of like insider trading, like, what an amazing joke, aha, this is, we wrote way, it. This is just to set the stage here. This is sitcom television. Right. Four camera, multi-camera audience. Right, old school. It's kind of like a mix between a theater, Broadway show, right. a theater show, and a television right. show. So, so that's anyway, what's going on. So here. we practice in front of the, you know, writers and producers every week, and then when you get in front of the live audience, it's the first time you're in front of an audience that didn't have something to do with the show. Again, let me just table for this Mondays depending on the week schedule Mondays you have a table read maybe this you talk school. over it's all old different school. now but this is the way I used to do it no they still works this way Mondays still, table read actually Wednesday, Andy's right rehearsals and, I mean they know the process has been degraded yeah. so much they now you shoot on Thursdays tracks and all this stuff yeah, this is I don't like yeah. multicam doesn't even mean the same thing anymore I know I, you I know multicam and you're, they'll go to like a single camera comedy and you're like I know, that's not even multicam so here's okay so exactly old school Michael J. Fox used to explain this the best just to give you a little insight as to what it's like as a performer in front of an audience like that on a live Doc, show. are you telling me this thing's nuclear? Good. Sorry. Michael J. Fox, obviously, he got his start in Family Ties, a sitcom on television. It was Big brilliant. He was brilliant. Oh, Michael P. Keaton. Oh, my brilliant. God. Now, he wasn't. He was the smart intellect. He was the opposite of that character. So great. Still, now, here's the funny thing. They they flipped it on, on the script. 
they made the lead character, the standout character, the smart one, and the rest of the family have the problem. <laughs> right. That's, that was the crux of that show. But Why are you talking only to them? I feel like you've... I don't know, because right I'm filling them in on the way to sitcom. So anyway, you have I always Mondays. play to my audience. Mondays, Andy. you come in, table read. And when I say table read, I mean it's a long table, about 100 people in the room. Right. And you got to perform, because they're going to go in, and they're going to do rewrites and notes, just <clears> even <throat> off of a and table And if your jokes read. don't land, they get cut. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, cut. yeah, cut. And they may not replace them with more lines no, for they just you. Might take no, them out. they might just kind of, what look, Trim you, you, don't, down. you don't blame them, but they write to the people that deliver. Just like in sports, they cut the plays for the people that deliver. Because I mean, it's not a bad day, joke. It's obviously delivered badly. Right. And, I mean, that's right. right. And, and I'll true. tell you what, though. I have a... The sitcom training saved my ass on, Mine a, too. on a big project once. Yeah. I went in big... I mean, there are big comedic people. Uh, are, we, are we talking about you all of a sudden? Yes, yeah, sorry. We Whatever happened to this woe? Adam are we ever going to hear this damn thing? thing? All these people are there. Really cool comedic people. Where's the woe from? If, if I didn't have my sitcom training, I would have been in trouble. <laughs> and unfortunately... One of the other actors, great actor, and he's gone on to do you know good stuff. He wasn't prepared, didn't have that training, and they let him go. I yeah, mean, I was shocked. No, it is pretty. Cut I was like, nobody's safe. Yep, nobody's safe. That's Andy's. By that the is way, my old saying. Yeah. Nobody's. That's safe. my catchphrase. You got to do your table read. Then they rewrite. Let's talk it. about Joe's catchphrase. You come yeah. back, you rehearse, you do a run through with all the lights on. It's really kind of thing. Next day, rehearse another run through, but right. for the network, the lights are down. That's right. Then the audience comes in. That's right. And Michael J. Fox has the coolest thing. When it was real and you had a real live audience, there were real <clears throat> fans that were invested in the show. You have this relationship with the audience. It's like switching the gears on a car. Yes, yes. You can feel them. When my eyes are on the other actor, my ears and my mind are actually out in the audience. Right. And this is Michael J. Fox, this isn't me, but when he said it, I was like, that's the first time I've heard anybody nail it right. specifically Describe what it, it is. So you're building up. You're shifting your gears. You're listening. It's almost like a hum. You can hear the, the creaks in the chairs as the audience right. leans forward. You can feel the gasp, the anticipation. And that's the timing when you nail your joke and you, and you change your gear. And you can feel the rev of the engine, okay. the rev of the audience energy. And you feed off of that. And you can hit it. And when you get good at it, I mean, you're just like, boom, yep. laugh, yep. boom, yep. laugh. Yep. Switch that gear. It laugh. is a and rhythm. It's, all, it's not the other actor. You're no. totally looking like you're invested. Your mind and your ear is on the audience. They are an it's essential so, character it's one, in multi-camera. It's one of the greatest experiences I've ever in had. In my opinion, it's why a lot of multi-cameras today do not work because they've lost an ability to understand that musicality and that rhythm. They don't do and the, the laugh tracks. The audience, they're doing applause and laughter. I know. This is all true. I, That's I hate not to admit it, but this is down. all true. You know, it went down. Back in the day, and this happened in yeah. Welcome Back, Cotter. It happened in Happy Days. It happened when I walked out. You'd walk out, and oh. they'd break into screaming and yeah. applause. For mi- Dude, when you and, got walked out, they would, for like minutes. And they would let they it would go throw, didn't into they, the live edit. You had, they threw panties at you and right, stuff. Right, right. Like, so you, know you would let that go. You come out, wow, they'd scream. I remember yeah. as a and little kid. Go, I was like, mom, what's go. this? It was crazy. But then you kept them, and it was very stupid. No, I still have them. You're so weird. Yeah. No, so anyway, we were in front of our live show, and all week they thought this was the way it should be, right? And, you know, I was still... You know, young, so I was only 14 or 13 at the time, and I, I wasn't sure it was right. I thought, like, I don't know, man, this, like, whoa, dad, whoa. You this know is live I mean? taping, though, so you've gone right. the whole week, you've rehearsed, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. Oh, yeah. So, getting so, laughs? I mean, well, the writers were laughing, but they made, they wrote it. So, like, they understood the, in, the intention. You know what's funny? What? This is a funny point, and I think you'll get me on this. Okay. The laugh that you would get in the run throughs and the rehearsals, because the, the, Writers were not just trying to laugh at their own jokes, but also give you a little bit of the rhythm, timing right, rhythm right. is now what they use as laugh tracks today. It is. That used to be like the <laughs> flat, yeah, the flat, you Horrible. can't use that. Horrible. Well, because, it's just to give you time. Well, because and now they're that's, not, I watch sitcom, I'm like, Because they're, they're, they're not using, real. 
They're not real fake. laughs. They're, no, they're pre-recorded laughs, so you can feel what you know. Oh, all right, man. but 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 stay so on. Anyway, stay on so course. anyway, so 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 I said it right. I forget what the line was, but it, I was like, it was it precursed the lines. It was like, whoa, Dad, are you serious? Okay, and crickets, like yeah. nothing, because it really wasn't that funny. Okay, yeah, and so you we, know what it is. You're not that communication. You're not letting the audience know, right, that they can laugh at you. Right, they're right. not mean. You got to let them know that they can laugh at you. That's right. And that right. line, whoa. Right. That doesn't make it me was think serious. I can laugh. Well, it's low, it was it's low energy. It's just it's not the right energy, vibe for what you're And they wanted for. me to go right into the line. So it was, whoa, dad, you can't be serious. Well, because they were worried that it wasn't right. getting a laugh. Right. So we yeah. did it two or three times. It wasn't working. So in between takes, when you have your live audience, they're constantly rewriting. So you get, sometimes they rewrite whole scenes. Oh, yeah. If they haven't done their job throughout the week, you know, and the scene, and the or scene's not good. Or sometimes it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Anyway. False flag. Right, right, right. Yeah. So at any rate, they come in, you huddle around the, around the stage. I love uh, that moment. Yeah, yeah, they all yeah, run yeah. in right, and you right. know you got an audience waiting right, right. for you. It's like a football like, huddle. It's like yeah, a good feel. So That's cool. Cool. This is a good feel. This is going yeah. 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 to be the play. Yeah. Are you taking it around here. Here's an alternative line for you. switching that block. Here's an alternative line for you, an alternative line for you. So I'll never forget it. You know, and Don Rio comes in who created the show. I love you. I love you, Don. He's an amazing, incredible genius. Uh, for half hour, you know, and um, and he comes and he says, Joe, you know, and I'm a kid, but like, I love it because they don't treat you like a kid. Treat you like an adult. Yeah, Real, it's business, Joe, man. All right. So look, this, is, uh, this is not working. So here's what we're going to do. Just we're going to give you one shot. Try something different. And I was like, what do I try? He's like, just do whatever you want to do. Whatever comes naturally to you. Uh, if it doesn't work, we'll rewrite it. We, yeah. we just want to give it just forget everything we said all week. Yeah, because it's just messing right. you up at this point. Now, also, so. how, kudos to you because also as an actor, especially no, no, as a young stay kid. on point. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> no extra <laughs> cool. Well, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just magnify something that Joe was about to do because in that situation, when a, a head authority figure on a show comes yeah. to you and basically says what you're doing is not working and you've got one shot to uh, do it right, uh, it's just a lot of pressure. It is. I mean, it's, it's not. You're. You're. Th a lot of stuff. Well, goes and I was head. told to do it this way. You know, it's like you got to so, stay in the game. Know, right? I know. Yeah. I got so, something. I didn't added have a week. Sorry. Another it. little det det oh, boy. detraction that I've never talked about as kids. Andy just kind of mentioned there were high stakes in our generation coming up. Like, remember, give me a break, Joe. Do you remember how we did it on Give Me a Break? Oh yeah, dude. Man, there was no seven and four year old in the room. No, there was not. There was it not. was adult If time. we didn't get to that table where we didn't kill it, lines Who's the gone. guy who did the the, the 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 creator and the director of that show? Hal Cooper? Hal Cooper. Rod Parker? Oh, my gosh. These, these guys, guys are famous. These guys, I know the names, but old these guys school, are man. old school legends. And, yeah, worked on, like, Mary Tyler Moore show and Maude and, you know. They like, were, yeah, big, they, they treat us like adults. They did. They like did. it or, or not. They we didn't even like get adults. to rehearse on sound stages in that show. Yep. No, they would we rehearsed tape in rehearsal off. halls, yeah. and there was tape on the floor. They wanted to be fresh. So the and kitchen set would be dude, just tape and a out. table. Hold on, full circle. You pantomimed a lot. That's how a lot all, all week. A lot of like mocap and stuff is done now oh, for really? like in video games. Oh. And a lot you of do a lot of the video like games. Yeah. Stuff. So it's gone full circles. I did that when I first was like three, four years old, and then it disappeared for twenty five years. And then I walk into a sound stage where there's structures taped off. I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back, baby. Back, baby. But no, I have another little story. Oh my about God. This. So you were talking about how, you know, it's, you, they were treated like adults and this and that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming off of brotherly love. Uh, I get a call from a, uh, brotherly love. What the hell was that? I mean, the show that we all had as boys. <laughs> it's kidding. I'm coming off of brotherly we were love. On. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sitcom we were all on. Michael Good. Jacobs, the creator of Boy Meets World. Yeah. Calls. Right. It says, Matt, uh, to whom, I guess my mom, I guess he called mom. Yeah. She was our manager at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he, you know, I really momager. Want, I, momager. Yeah. I really want to have uh, lunch with, um, you know, your son. You know, I want you to be there. So my mom and I, we had lunch with, with Michael. It was great. 
No, I'm no, what if the story was different? I really want to have lunch with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I wanted yeah. to yeah. call I wanted, mom. You know? <laughs> I mean, I've had those in this business as well. But, yeah, yeah, um, true. But uh, uh, we went to lunch, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know, Mom. The whole teen thing, you know, because I watched Joe go through the massive teen thing, so I fought it hard. Yeah, you didn't want to have anything to do with it. I didn't want anything to do with the, the, yeah. the teenage thing, because I saw the teen just drop off into the oblivion of nowhere. And it's right, like, how right. do you do that young right. to they adult? build you up only to break it down. To break it down. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want any, any parts of that. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this Boy Meets World thing. Anyway, mom, I got to give it to you. Thank you for insisting, literally insisting that I do Boy Meets World. Yeah. Because it's, it's become such a, a blessing for any actor to have that in their career. But the story is, I get on there. Now, I'm coming out of our family environment just to set the stage. So we have our own pace, our own way of doing things and this and that. I get on. And I think I'm going to do what I've been doing my whole life. Get in there. It was a terrible first run through for me. Yeah. And we have this thing called notes, these note sessions after the run through. We sit down. Michael says, I got 161 notes. It's going to be a little bit of a long um, uh, session today. Probably like 45 minutes to so just and hang in there. Matt, they're all for you. No, exactly no. right. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Except one. There's only one other note that wasn't wow. to me. Wow. What? Yeah. He oh dressed God. me down. And a lot of people have talked I'm about this. I'm glad I was wearing boxer briefs. Wait, a lot of people have talked about this, about how, you know, he had a certain way of doing Maybe things. Maybe stand there in front of the whole crew. <laughs> what the he hell? He had a certain way of doing things. Who's me? And for children, sometimes Jello it came shots. off as abrasive or whatever you want to say, right? But I got to tell you, I go in there, he dressed me down. I had the same reaction to it. I can't believe it. He birthed but I got through that night, yeah. and I went in there the next day, and I had an amazing run through. And I'll tell you why. It's because he didn't candy coat it. He didn't sugarcoat right. it. And that's the way it's been throughout the career. So I actually wanted to thank Michael. Yeah. Because that dress down yeah. saved me I've from a few of those. annihilation in front of the network. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's right. Look, and that's saved me from annihilation on tape night. He, because I don't know if I would have gotten there if he didn't get he inside was, and take all the stuff that I've been doing on our show Get it out of there because it's a different timing. It's a different cadence. It's right. a different audience. Right. Different game. Right. Hold different, game. Different, yeah. different game. And he taught me that. Listen, different playbook. Thank you so much, yeah. Michael. Uh, thanks for the experience. Yes, and I feel the same way about my experience in the shows and the people that I work for because it was accountability. They forced accountability. you to have it. Absolutely. It wasn't, they didn't make excuses for you. So yep. they, yeah, they, they, Youth they, doesn't they, require excuses. They put it on your shoulders. It's teachable moments, but not excuses. Excuses just breed more mistakes. That's true. They you hold take you accountability. You can make yeah. changes. Okay. And here's and another point that I got to make. And I think because coming from us as kids, as some point when, when you're working as a kid, as you're working as a kid, once you reach about, if you've been lucky enough it's to really be working, obnoxious. once you reach about eleven or twelve, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I know I've seen this a lot. Mm -hmm. Actors forget that they were on set at 11 and 11 to 12, and they yeah. look at these authority figures. I can't believe they talked to me that way. Right. It's like you were a child. They were being stern, and they were telling you what needed to be done as if right. a teacher or any other like a coach, like a like coach, a good coach, like a good coach. Mm -hmm. We forget that we think it's true. Yeah. We think of ourselves as actors, as an adult. We weren't adults. That's why we're they were. That's why they treated us like a parent or a and yelled at us when we were acting off. Right. That's right. why that's right. we were kids. You were kids. kids, but they but being a kid still, you they they held you accountable and yes. and you were on the same level as adult because oh, the yeah. stakes were as high for that child as it was for the network exec as it was for the leads of the show. It right. was all everybody was on an even plane. 
Uh, which you would I lose love. your job. There is yeah, no age. Yeah, there is no age. Because kids would have like, if kids well, didn't work. Well, if it doesn't work for the show and the audience isn't laughing or the audience doesn't like okay. it, or whatever, then the show is not working and then that's everybody's job. It's so, but back to responsibility and being held accountable. It was on your shoulders to do something different. Right. You were in the ni- bottom yes. of the ninth. Right. Bottom of the ninth. Right. Had, two out. You had your surfer right. well not working. Right. So, and the creator comes up to you as a child and says, right. dude, you know, right. so nicely you says, got, you got to just try something. He said, I know we've been telling you to do it this week, all week, like this but just do what you do if not we're just going to cut it and we'll find something else for you yeah. okay which so could have been like, a disaster right I mean, who well, knows it, been, it certainly would have the whole character things. would not have popped the like trajectory you know of the right. whole career yeah. could have right. changed right people really people were screaming that across, you know to this day at you across the streets and oh, stuff. back in the day and it was it's generational but okay so go, like, it's on it your shoulders generation because i got them yeah so it's on your shoulders anyway so and and i'll never forget the scene was with one of my favorite people in the whole world, Ted Wass, who played oh, my yeah, dad. Yeah, the best. He lives in our neighborhood. I know best. he does. I see, I see him every day. Yeah, 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 we got to get him on the show. Believe it or not, get years, him on the pod. years later, the pod, the pod, baby. the pod, the pod. We will. Years later, when when Ted became a a like a amazingly incredible uh, uh, multi camera director, yeah, went on right. directed Spin City with Michael J. Fox. Amazing that. stuff. But yeah. also, I I was I was able. We were lucky enough to hire him to direct the pilot of Melissa and Joey. Right, and cool. he got that show off to a good start. And then it became awesome. a big hit and ran for, you know, 100 plus episodes, right? Great. So at any rate, it was a scene with him and we had some of the best lines together. You did, you guys did. The we dung did. beetle, the dang beetle. Right. What was that? I've never yeah. forgot no, that. No, how about this one though? Oh. How about this one? Uh, anyway, let me let, let me yeah, tell this yeah, story yeah, and, I'll, yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you yeah. something else because we'll my brain's racing. Yeah, right but right also, mine is too. By the way, I got like eight things to say. Talking about talking about Matt LeBlanc and about how those characters were so similar. Believe it or not, they were so similar and so inspired by one another that Matt LeBlanc had a Donald Duck no pants joke a season after I had a Donald Duck no pants no joke. No way! Yeah, for sure. Which is one of my favorite because jokes. Because it was great. Yeah. It was like, Dad, can I ask you a rhetorical question? He was like, Joe, you know what a rhetorical question is, don't you? <laughs> he says, uh, it's one that you know the answer to. And I'm like, Dad, if I knew the answer... Why would I be asking the question? What's your question, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so I was like, why doesn't Donald Duck wear pants? Joe, he doesn't need pants because he has feathers. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, I literally like this, this is the, but the greatest line was the one coming up and I was like, He's like, <laughs> write it down this time. <laughs> this time? Yeah. You've asked it before. That's this, the actual oh, right. Oh, right. God. Okay. Write it that's, down this that's time. That's the joke. Yeah, that's okay. The, that's Love the, it. That's so, believe it or not, they had a version, an amalgamation of that right. joke. And Joey Tribbiani said a version of that later. Very anyway. Cool. All right. So, 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 so this was, was, right. Seema Ted. And I remember what it was, was like, like, it was like, whoa, dad, what are you saying? Okay. So he was saying something, giving me some girl advice he was always giving me, right? Like, why won't Becky talk to me at school? He's like, it's like, whoa, Dad, what are you saying, right? So I didn't know what to do. So he was great. And Ted was, you know, he was on soap. I mean, he was like, he was, he was like the veteran on our yeah, show. Yeah, we were yeah. all, you know, and and he said, listen, just don't think about it. Just do whatever comes to you. Oh, Ted did that yeah. too. Oh, cool. And I didn't I was know like, that. Because I was like, what, really I, cool. what, what should I do? He's like, very cool. Don't think about it. He said, look, you're a really funny dude. Just think of don't think about it. So I walk in and I said, you know, dad, Becky wants to show me. I think it was like, Becky wants to make out with me or kiss me or go to second base. And he's like, then you got to go to second base, right? Or something like that. And, And without thinking about it, I literally went, whoa, 
And I stopped. Hey! And I stopped. You did it again. We got two. I didn't run the line together. Oh. And oh. I stopped, and, and the, the audience, audience broke into laughter. Oh. And we were sitting there, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Ted looked at me, and he literally went like this. He went, in the show. He literally went, ah, like that. That's awesome. I love and those I moments. Went, it's and cool. They, and when they finished the laugh, and I was like, what are you saying right now? <laughs> so it became its own line. Yeah. Home run. And at the end of the take, Don Rio came up and was like, that's it. Do it again. Wow. So we did it again. And now well, there was no social media, right? Yeah. So that episode aired and it took about six weeks, seven weeks. And all of a sudden, oh my God. fan letters started to pile in because right. we were getting like 25, 30, 40,000 right. letters a week. You remember that? So the fan oh, letters the used boxes. to. Boxes. Guys, we, boxes. Can, we, can do a whole, wow. we can do a whole pod to pod on some of the crazy we oh fan letters. We should. We should. Because wow. they were amazing. They were all good. the fans so, Good us. and bad. Like, as ever, as yeah, all fans have been amazing. Yeah. Most, no, I mean, most of the time, most of the time it's 100%. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah, started to roll in saying, the whoa. Oh my gosh, the whoa. Wow. The whoa. The cool. whoa. The whoa. And the live audiences, I'd start to walk out. Screaming out woes. Whoa. Whoa. And it everywhere I went. Then we did these, you know, remember remember the autograph signings? Everywhere we went. 30,000 people show up in a mall to sign autographs for two hours. There's a furthering of this now. Yeah. Flash, so then, flash forward, you guys. Well, you want to go there first? Well, you guys, what you said, what you said, I want to say it was really cool because because in subsequent seasons, you played Joey Russo I was at very, a younger I age, and that. you that played Joey cool. Russo, and then I had to teach you guys how to say, whoa, oh, yeah. the most nerve-wracking yeah. moment. That's a gift, One of the by most the nerve. You can look up the gifts. Great. They're, they're gifts. So you got a gif of me at a very tumultuous and me time going, in my no, life. And no, Matt, it's, whoa. And you go nervous. Whoa. I mean, I, I don't mm. know if you can see. I've never seen the gif. I, I don't know how old was I. A lot of pressure. Probably you were probably uh, maybe twelve. I'm dying. Yeah, I'm dying. I'm right. I was like literally dying. Fifteen, sixteen. No pressure of filling the older brother's shoes. I had to do his woe once, and I didn't do. I didn't get it. It flopped. No, you were doing it, but we had to get you there. I was like, I was like, no, no. If you look it up, you look it up. It's really incredible to see that as a gift. But you look it up and you go like, I was like, no, Matt, you're good. I was like, come on. It's like, whoa. And you go what? Whoa. Right. I'd be like. No, no, come on. It's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's right. And then seasons later, Andy played Joey Russo as a little yeah. kid, and you had to do it. I did. So let's yeah. see what your best whoa is. Whoa. Not bad. Not bad. All right, so whoa, whoa, whoa. Nice. I almost mimicked yours pretty <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, well, we have a similar yeah. timber, so. We do. It's genetics, yes, you know. It's and it's me, my dad, and Joe, and Andy a little bit, but. Dad, Joe, and I, for some reason, our voices are almost indistinguishable. It's weird. Phone. It's very, very strange. Weird. Very weird. Um, a yeah. lot of people are like, oh, hey, Joe. And I'm like, no, this is Matt. Yep. Oh, hey, Matt. This That's is weird. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Joe. This is Matt. Yeah. yeah this uh, is Joe. All right. So, all right. Let's wrap this up really quick. Wait. So, I got to say something. But so then, well, but then, flash forward three, four years from now. We do yeah. have to wrap Joe's been got, yeah. been had, whoa, screamed at him mm-hmm. every day, everywhere he goes. And now he's sick of it. He can't get away from it. <laughs> and there's, I've, I have, by the way, I've heard a lot of people talk about this. Yeah, this is this true. seems to be the iteration that all actors go through. Yeah. You have this insightful moment, this whoa, or this catchphrase. This lightning in a bottle. Takes right. you all the way up. That's right. And then you're up there and you're trying to get away from it. And then you're typecast right. and all that everybody wants to right. do is say right. your thing. And then all you hear is that. And, and then you, you, and you then go through a journey there, which 15, is where I'm at right 10 now. Years, 20 years later, it becomes... What a gift. What to a be gift. Able to have that. That's exactly. the whole exactly. evolution of that exactly. whole thing in a bottle. For you know, actors. you try to, you, 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 you think you need to run, and what you need to do is run toward it. Embrace. Not away. Embrace it. Realize that. I mean, look, we could barely journey. think of like five or six in I on know, one dude. hand. I know. So yeah. it was rare an amazing thing to have there in are rare, my life. Generationally, there's only there's two or three, maybe a handful 
like you, you said, they get to less. have a catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. No, yeah. it was one of the coolest things ever. And, you know, it's crazy because even as big as Friends was, it was a much bigger show than Blossom. I mean, it just, yeah. obviously, it was, it's one of the top Seinfeld three. Seinfeld Friends, they go back and forth I mean, for me. The, Cosby the, Show. Right, best ever, ever, ever. Taxi. So, right, right. I mean, Taxi, ever, 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 like ever, tops, ever. Yeah. Game but, of Thrones. But even... Yeah, but uh, just kidding. Uh, uh, yeah. Joke. Uh, All right, yeah. we gotta wrap this um, up. Yeah. yeah uh, no, but um, we have a fan question. We want to hear. All right, a fan we will. Question. But I'll just say this. But even arguably, the woe is even more repeated than how you doing, which is crazy. One hundred percent. It is. Yeah. Even oh, yeah. though that platform no, and that became, series was that more iconic for friends. Really like, oh, that's Joey's catchphrase. Right. Right. He. It was his. His catchphrases were kind of spread over yeah, about he had, five he had or just six incredible different lines. lines. Yeah, it was, the character, it was the character. Dude, the writing on that show. The writing, oh the ensemble gosh. cast, mm. the whole thing. Everything. That was amazing. The, everything. It was everything was, it was literally about as close to perfect exactly. as you can get on Friends. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and that's why it's transcended Whoa. time and space. Whoa. Whoa. Nice, guys. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. See, I always thought that because you were a teenager, yeah. you got nervous and just went to say it one time and your voice cracked. No. That's what I honestly thought. Yeah, I didn't do that. I, I don't know what happened. I it worked. And you're like, honestly, guys. It's a yeah. gift. It was literally a gift from God. I have no idea what I was thinking. All I know is that they laughed and broke up the line for me. Yeah. And it, and I, because of my training, I waited for the laugh. Yeah. And it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because then it became a standalone line. That's awesome. So I'd walk in and somebody would say, Joey, what are you doing? You know, like, whoa. And I didn't, hey. I didn't, they didn't yeah. even have to what have a feeling, line huh? afterwards. No, that's yeah, good. Man, it's that's pretty great. great. So that's great. the origin of the woe. The origin of woe, guys. There you go. Yes, and you heard it. Catchphrases. You, you heard, heard it from the, the man himself. Yeah, well, you guys did a pretty good job doing that. It's funny. I haven't it. seen you guys. I haven't heard you I guys. Was, I haven't said that in 20 years. Since that, like, since I've been three, four years old. That's crazy. That's crazy. Gotta work on the voice crack a little bit more. I'll get it. We'll practice it. Yeah, you will. You go with the air first. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. Whoa. That wasn't good enough. It's good. Air whoa. Force. Whoa. That's pretty good. And his face doing it though. Whoa. I'm scared. I'm like Matt was. I'm shaking yeah. in my boots. You guys, if you get a minute, a look pressure. up that clip of me teaching Matt. It's yeah, really it's awesome. one of the most, honestly, it's yeah. one of the sweetest and things as a brother. You know, we've always gotten along really great, right? And and we really have. Like, we've never had those well, moments. I mean, whoa, now wait a minute. Well, yeah, we definitely wait, have all had real those here. moments. Joe and I cleared out a living room of yeah. furniture. And I don't mean picked but, up. Wait, I mean, yeah, we because we were up. in the middle of a but, fight, the the couch was out in, one room. Furniture was in knocked family over. stuff. But we've never had those moments where we've disrespected each other no, outside, ever. No, like, what happens in the family, you keep in the family. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but if you watch that moment of like, you know, the brother to brother no, thing. No, that's true. It's like that's it's, the way it went. As I watched it, family. it was just really cool. Nothing but really respect cool. for my and brothers. That's right. Taught that from the time I was born. Mm -hmm. I think you know, like anybody else could say anything about these two. Oh, and I'll get pissed. Yeah, I can say it. That's right. Not you. That's right. Anyway, what's up? Fan question, perhaps. Ooh, little fan question. All right, um, cool. Check it out. All right, so look, that's what we're gonna be doing. We got thousands of submissions. We yeah. asked for your Very videos. Cool. Thank Very you. Cool. We're so grateful. We're gonna choose them randomly on different episodes and answer your questions. And you will be on the Broly Love Pod. So that's what's gonna happen right now. All right, All right here we Who go. Who do we have, guys? Who do we have? Celeste. Okay. Celeste. All right, here we go, Celeste. Hi, my name is Celeste Johnson, and I am from Auburn, New York. My question is: Have you three ever thought of doing your own sitcom show? If you were to create a show of all starring all three of you, what would the show be called and what would the story be? Um, what would the purpose behind the show be? <laughs> uh, Looks like our impact wasn't quite as 
forceful as we thought it was. Yeah. Guys, we're going to have to rename this podcast. <laughs> we're going to have to totally change the name of the pod. I got to be honest. It's we should... pretty much all we've done. <laughs> uh, uh, cut. Great. <laughs> hey, guys. The Lawrence Brothers here to thank you for tuning in and watching this episode of the Brotherly Love Podcast. That's right. And to watch clips from this pod, go to the Podco YouTube channel at the link in the description. And for exclusive weekly bonus content, join our Patreon now. The link is also in the description. And we will see you guys next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs>